Welcome to the Geek Explorinaut Off-Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. And uh, this is the show where we blather about some stuffs. And uh, we're about to do that. Yeah. So strap in. Yeah, commence the blathering. Uh, how are you doing, Ben? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, just pretty well. Why not really well? I've got a four-day weekend that I plan on spending most of it working on stuff around my house. So. Yeah. Why'd so, you get yesterday off? Because uh, why not? I know, I've got oh, a, I've got a big that. job starting Tuesday, and uh, we kind of finished up everything that was going on, and it was just like, f- haven't had you know haven't had any uh, days off in a while, and won't have any for a while because we got a big job starting. So it's like a four day weekend. Let's yeah, yeah. Why not? And we yeah, this is Memorial Day weekend, so everyone's going to be off Monday, or most people, lots this of people. Is supposed to be a hundred and five fucking degrees. Barf. I guess the unofficial start of summer is uh, kicking off very summer-like. Yeah, yeah, especially in Northern California. And I mean, it's not in the triple digits up here, but it is warm in the booth up in... uh, Supposed to be 99 here, though, still. Really? Today? No, on Monday. Oh, shit, yeah. And I'm going to be working outside. I got to rebuild a chicken coop and do a bunch of... I don't know, I got to figure out what I'm doing. I got to do weed eating, chicken coop, treehouse. I got to do a lot of things, almost all of which are outside. Yeah, so. so you probably won't do all the things. That's true. Yeah. What about you, John? Uh, things are going fine, I suppose. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just stay insane. Still alive. <laughs> yes, yeah. I have not died. I have not had another eye surgery. I'm getting prepared to go to Disneyland next week. So I'm uh, I'm stoked taking taking the lady and the kid there, and it's her first time. The kid, not the lady. And um, we'll see if we can get her to go on the Haunted Mansion, because she is a wuss cake. You should just downplay it. Yeah. Like, it's I not mean, really scary. Like, don't even say it's the Haunted Mansion. Just say it's too the... Late. Uh, well, she doesn't know which one it is. It's true, but it's the one that looks like a Haunted Mansion. Yeah, it is kind of on the nose, isn't yeah. it? Um, and I think uh, we, we were talking about it today, figuring out what episode uh, we were going to do next week. And we had a couple things in the hopper, but we figured... This might be a good time to do a Disneyland episode, since I will be fresh out of there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll you'll have a good impression on uh, post-COVID Disneyland because it'll yeah. be a bit different. Uh, it should be a lot better if it's only twenty-five percent capacity. That sounds fucking amazing. Well, and it will only be better for another couple weeks because starting June fifteenth, the uh, the mask uh, mandate lifts in California and. It's going to go back to full capacity, from what I understand. Really, from twenty five percent straight to full, huh? Hey, you know that's that's how it works in California. Pressure's on. Uh oh, the rest of the country's doing okay. Looks like we better uh, lift some of these things a little bit. Well, they got or it, a lot. The governor's got a recall election coming up, so he's yeah. he can't ruin a bunch of people's Disney vacation if he <laughs> wants to stay in office. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll it'll be cool. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, okay, so we've we've got a good bit of news. Yeah, I think you you've got more than me. Like we were going, we kind of like did a pre run through like stuff because I came and I was like, oh shit, I have two notes, and then John had like eleven, and then he started telling me what he had. I was like, oh yeah, I heard about all those things and just didn't take a note on them. Yeah, <laughs> so I did a pretty shit job of note taking over the last two weeks. Um, well, let's kick it off with a bit of uh, Warner Brothers animated news. Yeah, why not? As people have no doubt heard, because this came in, I don't know, probably not long after our last uh, off-topic debrief, um, there is a uh, a Batman animated series in the works from Matt Reeves, who's uh, directing the new, I think writing and directing the new uh, The Batman movie, um, as well as J.J. Abrams and Bruce Timm, 
the yeah. legendary Bruce Tim. They're saying they're reimagining the character's origins and going back to its uh, noir roots. Are they really reimagining? Are his parents going to get shot outside of an opera? I don't know. Maybe it'll be like on Mars. Yeah, like what are they doing to reimagine it? Like everyone's seen his origin story a billion times. I'm curious to see how reimagined it really is. Like if his parent, maybe his parents are still alive. That would be that would be a reimagining. Boo. <laughs> you know what I'm really hoping they're going for. You know, because they're they're saying they're exploring the noir roots, and the promo image that has been circulating has like a very early looking yeah. Batman with like the big ears. tall ears. Yeah, they, they swoop out or yeah. not swoop out, but they like curve out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fucking love that. I'm I've been, stoked. I've been waiting for someone to do something with that for a while. Like Bruce Tim kind of went in that direction with uh justice league unlimited and, and the justice league cartoon, you know, they, they flared out a little bit. I'm a big fan of the big ears. Yeah. I mean, bats have big ears. Batman. I hate the like the little teeny ones because then he looks like Catman and not Batman. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, I like him to poke up a good bit. Yeah, they should give him like big giant like radar ears, like like Deflator like Mouse from yeah, the Tick. Exactly, like an actual <laughs> bat. Uh, um, it's also said they're going to be exploring the psychology of the characters more, and and it, it got a straight to series order to HBO Max with uh, Reeves doing it. Is it tying? into the movie at all like is it consistent with the characters in the movie do you know because that would be kind of cool if dc finally had like an overarching plan for something because that's supposed to be going on like a few years in the future so if the cartoon is the origin that and it and it's the same as the even if it's not a direct line it would be kind of cool i don't think so because i mean it's possible um but i i feel like this would be more analogous to like what Batman the Animated Series was to Tim Burton's Batman, where, where it kind of had, like, the Art Deco feel and, like, yeah. the theme was the same. Like, it kind of existed in the same world. Their penguin with, like, the weird hand and stuff, like, yeah. like was still there. But I don't know. I think I'd be, I'd be, I, I don't believe so, but but maybe. I mean, because, cool. well, the Batman, we're not even certain when it takes place. Because there, there have been rampant rumors that it takes place in the 90s. Oh. And, and and it's kind of a timeless world. And this is, I mean, the Batman will be in his second year. Yeah. So they would have one year's worth of story. But I mean, yeah, you could do a series, like a season or two of like the first year of a uh, It doesn't have to be like a direct tie, but like if they were at least kind of semi-consistent, it would be kind of cool. Yeah. Or if they made this one like 1930s, that would be pretty fucking cool too. That's really what I'm hoping this reimagining yeah. is. That would be pretty awesome if... Uh, if they went back to, you know, not just like an art deco style, but like, yeah, just go all the way back. If I can put it in like the 20s or yeah. the 30s, you know, put it in, in the origin time of Batman, which was what, the 40s though, right? Uh, 39. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it would be kind of cool to put him in that, back in that era. Yeah. They, uh, Bruce Tim did a, uh, Bruce Tim did a short for, I think it was, it was either the 75th or 80th anniversary of Batman. They did like a few different shorts. And um, his took place like like it it was designed to be like Batman in his earliest adventures, and he had the flared out ears, and he was taking on like something like the Mad Monk or some shit, you know, like yeah. from from his early adventures. And and I think he even carried a gun like Batman did Fuck in yeah. the early days of comics. I'd be stoked to see that. Watch him throw a gangster out a window. Yeah, it was shit. it was black and white, and it was really moody. It was great. I can't remember what it was actually called, but just if people want to look it up on YouTube, just look up like. 
Bruce Tim Batman noir short or something. It'll it'll come up. There's no shortage of like modern day Batman content. No. So uh, going back to the roots and getting some OG Batman, you know, thug murder and gun carrying detective guy would be pretty rad. I, I think that would be a welcome addition to the current landscape. Yeah. And I couldn't help myself. I looked it up. It was called Batman Strange Days, and it was a uh, 75th anniversary short. Um, and it came up from Googling Bruce Tim Batman War short. Very, very happy with my Googling skills. Um, and just to piggyback on that, something that we have um, a little less information on, but it was announced at the same time, just a much less fanfare, is Warner Brothers and HBO Max is producing a uh, cartoon series called My Adventures with Superman. Starring Jack Quaid of, uh, he plays Huey and the boys. Yeah. And he's Dennis Quaid's son, Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's son. Which is some interesting casting because I never would have pegged him for Superman. Yeah. I mean, it's voice acting. Maybe he's got a good Superman voice. Yeah. Somebody could do a voice of like a baby girl and and an adult superhero and... uh, you know, they're voice actors. They're talented. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the thing. So, you know, I'm I'm curious to see how it sounds because like his Huey character, not Superman-like at all. No. (laughs) Um, And this series is uh, set to take on more of like the the trifecta of Clark Kent and Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen, you know, and and it's their early days of the Daily Planet and Clark and Lois have a a budding romance and then Superman's there too. I don't know if I'm interested in this at all. Like like the the, those three people and their interactions is probably the the thing I'm least interested when it, about when it comes to Superman. Man, you must have loved Man of Steel then because they completely threw that shit out the window. Man of Steel wasn't, was, I mean, <laughs> it had its moments. Yeah. It had its moments of garbage as well. But, I started uh, watching that with the kid just yesterday, actually. It's not that bad. Um, is this, so is this more, is this one more directed at kids? It sounds like we don't know much, but it sounds like it's way more young demographic. I would imagine so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have any any blood and tits or F-words. That's that's what I like in my Superman. Blood, tits, and fucks. <laughs> yeah, let's see. What would it be? Like, my fucking adventures with blood, blood tit, Superman. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But that's coming. And, I mean, of course I'm excited for it. It's Superman. Yeah, you're going to watch it. I'm yeah. sure of it. All right. What do you got? I started watching uh, The Bad Batch. Oh, yeah, on, yeah. Um, on Disney Plus. <laughs> so for those those listeners out there that are like myself and haven't watched the uh, the Filoni things, like what what is the Bad Batch? What's the elevator pitch for that group? I know so a little bit. They but. were from the Clone Wars. They were they're basically like um, I don't know if they were like reject clones or if they were uh, like they didn't come out right, but like they came out with like certain traits um, magnified. And, and the, and they're kind of, so they're not like straight up clones. They're like slightly. One has a giant mutated. dick. Probably. I mean, one of them's really big and strong. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. The roids seem to, seem to do the opposite effect. <laughs> and so there's, I think there's five of them, but yeah, they're just like a badass. uh, what's it called? Like a unit of, uh, of like misfit clone troopers that, uh, fuck shit up. Yeah. And the bad batch takes place immediately after order 66. And that's when they wiped out the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. And and it didn't affect them. Because like because they're slightly off or whatever, like their programming didn't kick in. Oh, okay. So they're like they're on a mission, you know, busting up some fucking robots. And uh 
Order 66 comes through and they see like all the other troopers turn on the Jedi and fucking start killing them and shit. And they're just like, what the fuck's going on? And uh, of course they end up like becoming fugitives eventually, you know, like they, they don't go along with the whole Jedi killing thing. Yeah. They're they, the bad batch. Cause they've got a mind of their own. And, uh, so far it's pretty good. I think it's on par with Clone Wars. So it's, it, it's definitely, you know, it's appropriate for kids to watch. And it's, you know, so it's, it's not, you know, it, it is, it is a kid's show, but it's well done and it's entertaining. And I watched it with Odin and, uh, it was pretty fun. So I think only like four, at least last time I checked four episodes are out. I think one might have come out yesterday oh, okay. that I haven't seen. Uh, but, uh, so far it's, it's interesting and it's going somewhere, you know, kind of cool. So, uh, I think it's worth watching. Yeah. Even even if you haven't watched all the Clone Wars, you'll still get the point. Like if you're like kind of clued into the Star Wars universe, you could step right into it because it's following events that you saw in the prequels. That was yeah, that was going to be my my only concern with that is that I haven't watched Clone Wars, I haven't watched uh, uh, Resist Re- Rebellion Resistance. I don't remember. Yeah, I think Re- that one t- has a totally different timeline. So. Okay, I haven't watched any of the Filoni stuff. Speaking of Filoni. It just uh, was announced that Dave Filoni was named the Lucasfilm Executive Creative Officer. Now, what that means beyond just like, hey, bigger title, bigger paycheck, more control, I don't know. Um, It was reported that apparently he's been in the role for a little bit, but they just made it public. Um, I'm sure that makes Star Wars fans happy because from what I hear, he's the, uh, you know, the second coming of of George Lucas's... uh, he, yeah, he's got a, a good reputation, and uh, him and John Favreau have been uh, like they they the stuff they've done ever seems to have been you know more universally liked. Yeah, yeah. And I think the problem that that we had with with the sequels was mostly that it just it was so divisive, like it's it just split the fandom. And so having Star Wars content that everyone can just enjoy and not fucking complain about and not you know not yell at each other about and just being like, hey, did you see this? It was cool. Yeah, fuck yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's back to the trolls are the ones who like just go around oh, yeah, talking shit about them. Yeah, they can eat shit. No one yeah. cares what they say. Yeah, like I I can be fairly indifferent about some things that are coming out, but I'm not going to like I'm not going to go like on a fucking internet rant about about not wanting an Ahsoka Tano TV show or something. Like I don't I don't give a shit about Ahsoka, but again, I didn't watch the old the old series, so Yeah. It's just not for me and that's fine. Yeah, which is a great attitude to have. Yeah. Well, and there was a rumor too, like super dubious leak rumor that uh, that they're th- considering having George Lucas on to produce some more content. And yeah, he, I mean, and, and that he's interested. Like he went to a meeting at Lucas Arts and was there for a while, and so people are speculating. We had, he, we had covered that in a previous episode yeah. that he was going to be writing an episode or two. Or no, something. no, that he may that they may give him more control over like a, a series or maybe even a movie. Oh shit. So, but again, it's like turbo rumor mill. So who knows? I mean, honestly, like, uh, I'll join in on, you know, with the, with the crowd that I, I think it's justifiable to say like, Hey, I don't know if George Lucas needs to be in, in control of star Wars after the prequels. Yeah. Oh yeah. But if they want to give him like a pocket of the universe and, and just let, let him, him go, go wild, fuck why yeah. the fuck not? Yeah. He knows the universe better than anybody. Yeah. He's got the knowledge and the reverence for the characters and he's got, uh, honestly, he's pretty good at stories. You know, don't let him write the dialogue. Yeah. Don't give him full creative control. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as far as like story structure goes and crafting a good, consistent narrative with compelling characters and a fleshed out universe, 
he's fucking good at that. Yeah, he's he's got a, a a decent reputation on the on the track of shit owned by Disney, which uh, soon will probably be everything. Yeah, you uh, I me. Would imagine. Yep. Hey, Disney, if you want to buy Geek Exploration the podcast, cool billion will do it. No questions asked. If you want to buy John Williams, <laughs> hundred grand. <laughs> Just let Dave Filoni make all your decisions for mm-hmm. you. He'd probably make my life a bit better. <laughs> but uh, the trailer dropped for The Eternals. Yeah. And uh, it seems to be a trailer for a movie. I mean, I don't know. I'm, it It didn't really make me interested in seeing The Eternals. I, I mean, to be honest, I don't know much about these characters. Yeah. I'm not invested in them in any way up to this point. And... Uh, I think there's a lot more of them than I thought there was. Like, there's an end shot of the trailer where there's, like, at least ten fucking people standing on, like, a beach. Yeah, I, th- I think I would have figured the Eternals to be at, like, eight or something. Yeah. There's no way this movie's gonna have all of those people being relevant. Like, how do you introduce that many characters? Yeah. And like, like, it needs to follow, like, two. And, like, maybe have some of them in there for some group interactions. But, I mean, they can't flesh out eight or ten characters in a single fucking movie see what's what's so interesting about this is that like those early reports that i think we were talking about this previously did we are you sure we didn't cover this trailer because i no, feel like we I, talked eternals I seen it oh okay we might have talked about it like when it was announced or something but or something came. About. oh they released images yeah but that's I, what but it yeah was. I, I only saw the trailer last week okay yeah i mean Honestly, like all that talk of this thing just being like something unique, like it's, it's got, it's for some reason it's grabbed my attention and like watching the trailer, like, yeah, nothing super exciting happens, but, but like a part of me is just thinking like, okay, like how different is this going to be? And like, do we have to believe that, that, you know, that it's following regular movie conventions because maybe it's really trying something different and it's going to work, which would be fucking welcome cool. in a marvel movie the trailer didn't look like it was that out of step with marvel though I well mean, it just it just didn't seem like they didn't really show a a antagonist and mm-hmm. and like a challenge or something like it just it seemed very serene to me and just you know very heartwarming i, I don't I guess, know yeah well it goes through like them uh you know, guiding humanity at all the important steps to be better, I guess. Ancient aliens. <laughs> and then, then it's got a line like, we've never interfered. And it's like, what do you mean you've never interfered? Looks like you've been interfering for 6,000 years. Yeah, your very existence interfered. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you've, you've been guiding them. How is that not interfering? Like, that is totally against the prime directive. Everything <laughs> you've been doing here. <laughs> yeah, and, and the watcher code. <laughs> yeah, I mean, holy shit, guys. You've been interfering the fuck out of it. And also... You, you didn't want to interfere when like Thanos came and killed, like zapped out fucking half life of the, in the universe. They're like, oh no, they've got this. Yeah. So what the fuck's the threat now? That's bigger than that. That gets them to come out and do something. I'm kind of curious. Celestials, man. The only thing bigger than, uh, than Thanos is a celestial and maybe they'll, they'll work Galactus into that too, even though he's not a celestial, but. I mean, Galactus would be big enough, but I got to think they're saving him for Fantastic Four. Well, and right? and I mean, right now we have to be watching for the seeds. Or maybe maybe Silver Surfer shows up. Yeah, uh, I've there, there have be been reports cool. that, that Silver Surfer might get his own flick or that he'll show up as a villain at first. Oh, he's the Herald of Galactus. That's yeah. kind of bad. Yeah, I mean, he's more like a harbinger. I don't know. 
or like a prophet, a pariah. Would that would oh. that be the word? Well, yeah, yeah but, he's he's a he's a y'all about to be fucked. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, because if if they're going to introduce the Fantastic Four in say like four years from now, you know, like that's that's probably how far out their current plan goes. You know, then then they they've got to start planting seeds right now. Like they've got it written down somewhere how yeah. it's going to come in. I just I just hope this movie's not you know a field in which to plant seeds that it's actually got some some of its own merits behind it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this flick. I think it looks good. I think Angelina Jolie looked good. She's been such a skeletor for a I while. I didn't even recognize it as her or Selma Hayek at first. Yeah, I heard Selma Hayek was in that, but I I didn't go back and watch the trailer again to see where she was. I totally didn't pick up that she looked younger than Angelina Jolie even though I think she's like 10 years older. Damn. Mm, Salma Hayek. Yeah, I haven't seen her in anything in a long time. So, uh, I, I, and other than them, I think it's it's pretty much fresh faces, or at least people I have no idea who they are. Well, Kamel Nanjiani's in it. Comedian, oh, yeah, you would know. Yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there, there's a couple other names that I recognize, but yeah, no, like there's no Tom Cruise no. in that shit. Well, awesome. Uh, I guess sort of spinning out of the Marvel thing because he's a Marvel guy. We got a. We've got uh, Chris Pratt in the trailer for Amazon's Tomorrow War. Um, it also has uh, J.K. Simmons and Yvonne Strahovski. Uh, she was in Chuck, the blonde. No idea. Wouldn't have. W- could, Did you ever watch w- Chuck? Wouldn't know her from. Uh, that's the one about like the dude that like works at an office and is like a secret agent or something. I right? think he works at like a Best Buy sort of thing. Yeah. It's like Geek Squad. I don't know. I never watched the show. I didn't care for it. But no, I didn't. But I Yvonne Strahovski is. A few times. One of the most gorgeous women to exist on the planet Earth currently. She was also in in a season or two of Dexter, towards the end. Uh yeah. But uh, yeah. No, she's she's in it. Um, Good I showed you the trailer. What'd you think? Um, I mean, it looks fairly generic, actiony, with some Chris Pratt jokiness and uh, and a plot that seems to make no fucking sense at all. I mean, maybe maybe I mean, there's probably more to it than's in the trailer, but like people from the future come back and draft current people to fight in a war like i mean that's got just time paradox all the fuck over it yeah and it doesn't seem like the type of movie that would really try to figure out the hard science at least not the way no. the trailer is i got a, fi- yeah, I got a feeling it. there's it's like so what if you go there and you die and one of your descendants was doing like they just don't exist now Maybe it's Avengers time travel where it's like, oh, can't affect the the, the present. Yeah, right. It doesn't matter that your you know your grandfather died before your your parents were born. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah, alternate universe, cool. In which case, you could just like go to where a bunch of people are gathered, convince them to fight in a war, and then go to like two minutes before that, and then do it again with the same people because you know they're going to be drafted. And then there's just like a hundred of the same yeah, thousand infinite people. Forces. Yeah. Clone troopers, man. Yeah. I mean, why are you taking these people to the future where you're currently fighting the enemy instead of taking them to like right before they show up and just fucking them up? Yeah. I mean, time travel movies are always tough because they're just full of holes. It's a hard thing to do a good plot on. And my my guess is they're just going to fucking ignore it and be like, yeah, time to fucking that's the thing that happened. Fucking shut the fuck up. Enjoy the movie. Chris Pratt just had a joke and uh, that thing just blew up. Yeah. Turn your fucking brain off and have fun. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about the the science. Look at Chris Pratt. I, and honestly, I I'm I'm kind of over him. Like, like I 
I, I have no interest in this movie whatsoever. The, the plot of it, like if, if, the, if it was going like hard science, like serious, you know, more adult action could be interesting. Why not? They could figure out a way to make it interesting. But with all those little, those little Chris Pratt jokes and stuff in there, like it, it just seemed a little like it didn't exactly know what tone it wanted to be, at least in this trailer, you know, that's, that's as, as, as much as I can judge it on. And I, I, yeah, I just, it was not for me. I don't have any interest. It seems like it, like it's not going to have any real stakes or I don't know. Yeah. And, and unfortunately for Chris Pratt, cause I think he's a, he is a good actor, but he's definitely kind of stuck in a hole right now. Like he's got a bit of a shtick and that's what he, like he's getting typecast as the, you know, the Chris Pratt type. Yeah. 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 He has a type. Yeah. And he really needs something. He's going to do like a good dramatic film where yeah. he doesn't tell any jokes at all or something. Where he... Or something dark. Like like how Robin Williams, you know, all of a sudden went dark with like one hour photo or yeah. like Chris Pratt needs to be threatening in something. Yeah. I he feel be like a murderer or some yeah. shit. Yeah. I, absolutely. Or a stalker or something. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess uh, to close out uh, the trailer train. <laughs> God, because yeah. thankfully movies are coming back, and uh, fuck, there's a lot of trailers coming out. There's a lot of movie news. Yeah, there's yeah, the shit's moving again, and uh, it's exciting. But uh, uh, an intriguing trailer that uh, that you brought to me, John, was mm-hmm. uh, last night in Soho. I'm not sure what to think of it, other than it looks super interesting. Like it as the trailer progressed, like from beginning to end. I kept thinking, thinking like, okay, I think I know what this movie's about. Like, nope, no, oh, nope. Oh shit. Nope. Yeah. To be honest, like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really glad that that's where, where your explanation of it went, because I don't, I don't think I want to reveal what's in the trailer because that that's trailer point, yeah. to me was so fucking fantastic. Like there's a part towards the end where I feel like they just took one step too far, but like I, I, I'd watched the trailer a couple times and it's fucking creepy. It's eerie. And um, and exciting then what, and yeah. just like yeah, it grabbed my interest i don't really know what i kind of know what the movie's about but not really i certainly have no idea about where it's going yeah and uh, i'm interested in seeing it so it did its job well as a trailer well and as you were watching it like i just sat here and listened to it i was i was curious about what the experience would be and it was fucking awesome dude like the sound design on that trailer is amazing like i knew what was happening but just like uh, it, it it was a full experience on its own it was uh it was wild i was really glad i did that so go watch the trailer for last night in soho um it's got uh where the fuck can i remember her name queen's gambit and new mutants uh i think it's like a like a russian sounding name i don't want to look it up uh, anya anya taylor joy there we go Whew. So oh, she's the from Queen's Gambit, huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah she was great in the show. It's got Matt Smith in it. Oh, that's right. It's got fucking Doctor Who in it. And what what's the name of the uh the lead or the other lead actress? I I, I Thomason, didn't recognize her. Thomason McKenzie. Okay. I knew I recognized her from something, but I couldn't figure out what it was. And so I looked her up and it was from uh, Jojo Rabbit. She's the the Jewish girl that's living in the attic. I need to see that flick. But yeah, it looks super something i don't know what it is i don't like that i like like the tomorrow's war i feel like i know pretty much everything that's going to happen in that movie i yeah. like i could probably write out a synopsis for what i think's going to occur in that movie 
And I bet it wouldn't be that far off. Yeah, like you probably wouldn't be wrong. There would probably just be like a twist or two that that they didn't reveal in the trailer. But like your synopsis would still fit things that happened in the movie. But just yeah. because it's not like 100% complete doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah, like, like I've got a pretty good idea of what that movie is and what I'm getting myself into. Uh, Last Night in Soho? Nope. Mm-mm. I mean, I could take some guesses, but I could be way the fuck off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go check that trailer out. It, it looks good. It's And it's uh, Edgar Wright. Oh, yeah, Edgar Wright. Yeah, it's Edgar Wright. So, you know, it doesn't look at all like Shaun of the Dead. Doesn't look like a comedy <laughs> at all, no. Which is kind of what I was thinking when it said it was by Edgar Wright. Though I never saw Baby Driver. I have no idea what that movie's Me about. either. That's definitely not a comedy. Yeah, which is probably why they said that instead of Shaun of the Dead. In the yeah. Beginning of the <laughs> oh, from the director of Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Um, well, we're all, while we're on the, the movie topic because i think that's where we're gonna stay today for the most part um we've got uh timothy chalamet is reportedly starring as willy wonka in a prequel about how he becomes the uh the legendary chocolatier himself i don't give a shit (laughs) about a willy wonka prequel i don't know like does it have him like going to some weird jungle and like capturing oompa loompas and nets or something i mean maybe i don't know maybe there's a good story there i don't know i just i i i don't think i want to know willy wonka's backstory i think you know mysterious uh eccentric uh you know candy maker is the right place for him to be see i think i'm game for it for for a few reasons so you you mentioned there may be an interesting story, and and I think that that I mean of course that will be key. But I like that that they are apparently doing this with the cooperation of the Roald Dahl estate or something, you know. So at least they're not shitting on them. I don't know if that makes a good story, but hopefully they're they're you know going to stick to a faithful adaptation or a faithful rendition of the character. Um, you know, in, in the Johnny Depp version, they did do a little bit of backstory, like when he was first meeting the Oompa Loompas and like getting yeah. his cocoa beans or whatever it was. And that was, I mean, that was a travesty yeah, in I the first place. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's not Johnny Depp. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. And, you know, that, that leads to the other thing that gives me a little hope is the fact that Timothy Chalamet is doing it. Like he is a bright star on the rise. And he, you know, he's going to be in Dune coming out, but you oh, know, yeah. he's not, he's not some little like Disney asshole, you know, that, that, that is like a manufactured star. Like he's actually talented. He can choose what roles he wants to do. I think he was, I don't know if he won or if he was just nominated for the Oscar for uh, Call Me By Your Name. And, you know, like I, the fact that he is, is signing up for this makes me feel a little more comfortable about it he's got some acting chops for sure like yeah he's good and he's i mean he's the right age for a young willy wonka i mean he's probably what like early 20s yeah mid 20s somewhere 25 maybe something like that and he's got a good look for willy wonka i could see that yeah so and you know something you said about you just want to see a a you know old recluse or whatever in in the candy store maybe it's maybe it'll be less about you know, his, his upbringing and like, oh, look, I'm a chocolatier, you know, goofy songs. Here we go. And maybe there will be a more like heartbreaking story yeah, you know, that, that, that ties into that Slugworth. Point. Yeah. That, that, that pushes him there, you know, right. in, into becoming the Gene Wilder Wonka. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I think they should do. I don't want to see him try and be that guy from the beginning. You know, you want to see how he becomes that dude. Yeah. But I'm just not sure I, w- I want to know his backstory. Yeah. You certainly don't need to know. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, the, the, the mystery is part of that, but I mean, that movie's really old now and so is the book. So yep. it's not like it's spoiling it for anybody. <laughs> I, I love me some Willy Wonka and so does my kid. So if they want to make this, you know, I mean, depending on how the trailers look, but I imagine in one form or another, they will get at least my two hours. Be weird if it was like rated R. <laughs> That'd be awesome. You don't end up being that weird of a dude without some shit happening. And you know, to to the to the credit of the Johnny Depp, uh, Willy Wonka, or Char- Willy Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, it it was fun and quirky seeing you know young Willy Wonka with like his big braces and Christopher Lee playing his dentist dad who like says he's gonna leave him and like and then like the house has just disappeared from like a yeah. block of apartment buildings. Like it, it was, it was still fun and quirky. I just, I didn't like Johnny Depp. It's a bit much. Yeah. And, and I think if, if the Gene Wilder one never existed, I would have enjoyed that a whole lot more. Yeah. And just to round out, uh, movie casting news, we've got, uh, Henry Cavill, the sometimes Superman and, uh, other times Sherlock Holmes and other times the Witcher. What was his name? Geralt. Ger- Geralt. Uh, he is apparently going to star in the remake of the Highlander. I could see that. I mean, as long as he like gets down to like normal human proportions, <laughs> cause that guy's fucking huge now. Like he's just massive. Like I, I, I almost have a hard time taking him as like a normal guy. Cause he's just like in the Witcher. He was just like, you see him with a shirt. Like, Holy fuck, dude. What are you even doing? <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> yeah, come on. Fucking eat some pizza and have a beer. Just sit on the couch for a while. Hey, no Fuck. wonder no wonder all those girls got thirsty, you know, when when he was uh well, especially the geek girls when he was doing his like computer build. You know, yeah. apparently he's like he's like an actual he's, geek. Oh yeah, he's a yeah, he's a big fucking gamer. Yeah, what was it? Like there there's uh, I can't remember the whole story, but it was like he almost missed his call from Zack Snyder telling him that that he got the Superman role because he was in the middle of a World of Warcraft campaign. That's awesome. Yeah. Like he wouldn't have like missed out on the role. Like he got the role, but he he almost ignored the call. Hey man, when you're in the middle of a raid and you got people depending on you. Yeah. Fucking you can't just fucking cut out. That's loyalty. Zack Snyder's calling you, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently this is going to be directed by uh Chad Skahelski or Stahelski. Um, and he was the director of all three John Wick films. Um, okay. So there, I mean, the plot, at least as far as we know right now, is going to be following the same thing. You know, Connor McCloud, uh, he's an immortal and there can be only one. Kill the other immortals by cutting off their heads until uh, there's one left and get the prize. Um, I'm interested to see how this will play out. I don't know. Like, Like, it seems like such a such a um lightning in a bottle thing for like you know in in the 80s this type of movie the queen soundtrack you know like like it i don't know like it could have gone really really bad well and it did with the sequels yeah yes exactly yeah (laughs) so i'm you know that that's that's a fear is like what if what if it was just a matter of lightning striking and 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 uh yeah, like how do you make this story compelling if you already know what's happening? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, me generally, uh, I don't think they need to remake Highlander at all. I mean, yeah. Highlander's a per- perfectly good movie as it is. I don't see what value they're going to get out of it unless they're going to do something totally different and reimagine it, in which case I still don't know if it needs to be done, but maybe they could do something interesting. Maybe it'd be good. 
Uh, but I mean, as far as casting goes, I can see him as Connor McLeod. I mean, that that doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, he's had uh, a few hundred years to fucking pump up those uh, <laughs> those fucking arms, get those guns for head lopping. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, casting wise, sure. Why not? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. M- I mean, movie needs to be made in general. Yeah. I, I think, I think, uh, I mean, I don't know what the thought process was back in the eighties, but it seems to me that like Christopher Lambert was, was a more like every man. Yeah. You know, like, like Henry Cavill would stand out in a crowd as somebody who could cut someone's head off, you know, if that shit's going around. But then again, you know, he's handsome and charming. So yeah, maybe that will be, will be their angle. You know, maybe his, his Connor McLeod will be a lot more, you know, affable and, and, and pleasant to be around. Connor McLeod was kind of a mysterious grump with a weird accent in the original. Yes. So <laughs> maybe he'll be more of like the, uh, the Duncan McLeod type, but you know, why not? And I hope they use at least one of the queen tunes from the soundtrack. Yeah. Or at least an homage to it. Yeah. In, uh, in the, the OST somewhere there. Yeah. Princes of the universe. Yeah. A kind of magic. I, I love the Queens, a kind of magic album so much. I love all of them, but kind of magic is a, uh, it is also a good one. It's right. near and dear to your heart. Man, I think I think we can finally let that go because I don't think I've I've said that in earnest in like a year. Very deliberately, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's what happened. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess speaking of big strong men, <laughs> uh, I finished Jupiter's Legacy, uh, and uh, uh, it's okay if you've got uh, if you've got time to watch a show and you want to watch a show about superheroes. Uh, it will qualify. It fits those parameters. Yeah. It takes time and it's got uh, superheroes. I mean, it it wasn't bad, but it was just, it's very choppy and very slow and doesn't really seem to know what it's doing or, or why it's doing it. Like, I don't know, I don't know what the purpose of the show is yet. And I watched the entire first season. How long is it? I think eight episodes. Hour apiece? Yeah, I think so. Felt like it, maybe longer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, especially in the later episodes, I mean, it's like, literally, it feels like at least, I don't know if it's literally because I didn't actually look at the clock, but it feels like it's jumping between, you know, the past stuff and the present stuff, like every five minutes. And it's just, it, it's kind of jarring. I think they would have done a little bit better if they condensed it because the two don't relate to each other hardly at all. It's not like something that's happening, the thing that's happening in the apa- past affects the future. Um, they're just kind of jumping back and forth and telling you two stories, five minutes at a time. And, uh, so they uh, could have used like a whole episode in the past or or two thirds of an episode in the past. And um, then, and honestly, then the show's just pack full of filler, like lots of things happen that uh, at least as of the end of the first season, they don't seem to matter at all. Like there's no real reason for them to have occurred. It seems like they, they could have condensed it down a lot less, but then maybe they wouldn't have had a whole season. And, yeah. And, you know, the twist that happens at the end of this, you know, which has it has a good, like, end of the season, make you want to keep watching thing. Uh, but, I mean, I think they probably could have gotten to that point in, like, three episodes and then, like, started on the actual main conflict. <laughs> yeah. Instead of dragging it out over an entire season. But, I mean, that's what it's all about now is dragging this shit out. They want, you know, they wanted it to be successful and do fucking 
10 seasons of this shit. Yeah. And they build it like that. And honestly, I don't know if I was gripped enough to want to watch nine more seasons of it myself. (laughs) I mean, the costuming in it was really good and the effects were good. The acting was largely pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just the pacing and the the story that kind of dragged a little. Boo. But uh, it's not bad. But it's a, it's a show, and if you like watching shows and you've got a lot of time to do that, um, have at it. I've got, I've got too many other things I need to watch, and I just haven't heard anyone say anything that gets me excited for this series. So. Uh, I believe that. Yeah. Maybe one day. As you've no doubt uh, heard if you're on the internet, uh, Amazon went ahead and bought MGM Studios. Yeah, we were all talking about the, uh, the Discovery Warner Brothers acquisition, and all of a sudden it just drops. It's like, oh, yeah. Guess what? Amazon bought MGM because they've got more money than God. Yeah. So of course, you know, if 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 the government would allow it, they could they could buy everyone. They could buy Disney. Big fish eating little fish. That's the uh, actually bigger fish eating big fish seems to be <laughs> yeah the the fucking theme over the last few years here is media consolidation is uh, alive and well. Yeah. Yeah, so um, let's see. I, I I deleted the link because I had passed off the story to you, but I, I believe it was for $6.85 billion. That's a lot of dollars. money. Yeah. I mean, not as much as Warner Brothers, but that's uh, that is a lot of money. Well, Warner Brothers had been buying a bunch of other stuff. Like Warner Brothers yeah. bought DC, and, yeah. and like they'd been gobbling up smaller fish for a while. MGM, I don't think... Ha- I think yeah, I think they're just the movie studio. I think studio. they're still just, you know, one of the few just studios that was not owned by some mega corporation that out there yeah does someone own paramount who owns paramount now i think they may still be independent no i think sony owns paramount oh i think you might be right yeah so are there Hmm. any other big independent studios anymore there may not be now yeah just just indies and the and the big the big dogs yeah the guys that that got to answer to you know papa amazon and yeah master disney (laughs) So they, they get the whole MGM catalog, which is extensive, but I think the thing that people are talking about most right now is James Bond. Yeah, that's the one that's, I guess, most pertinent, and because they came out and, and they did announce it will still only be in theaters, like at least, at least as far as they have control over. Like, yeah. once Amazon buys you, you know, if Bezos wants to say, fuck you, it's on Amazon Prime exclusively, no theaters— I don't know if they have any recourse to that. I mean, they probably have some contracts that may bind them to something. Yeah, and and after the Warner Brothers fiasco, they may have put that in there. Yeah, yeah, because uh, if Amazon owns you, they get to call the shots, not you anymore. Yeah, uh, one thing I did hear is that reportedly with the uh, in in the acquisition, there was a, a stipulation in the contract that the James Bond movies will still be produced by the Broccoli's. By uh, Barbara Broccoli and uh, uh, Michael Winslow, uh, the the I believe he was he was uh, the stepson of uh, of uh, Cubby Broccoli. So it's uh, it's Barbara was Cubby Broccoli's uh, daughter, and then Michael G. Wilson was the stepson, I believe. And and they they've been the ones that have been that have controlled James Bond. They've been the executive producers yeah, for a long time. Yeah, since Cubby stepped down. Um, or maybe he died first. I, I don't know what got him to step down, but they they are they essentially are James Bond for the past forty years or whatever. Um, so at least we don't have to worry about them not being involved. I don't know. I mean, they've made a lot of good movies. They've made some shit movies, but I I yeah, feel more comfortable with them being involved. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah, they know the character. It's not someone coming in and trying to reimagine James Bond as, you know, careful uh, as a <laughs> Martian. Yeah, well, yeah, re- <laughs> yeah. Reimagine him as like Victorian England steampunk guy or something. Yeah. Like, hey, why the no, fuck no, no, can't no, no, he be no. a Victorian steampunk England Martian? But uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool that I would imagine all of the Bond flicks and all of MGM stuff should be coming to Amazon Prime, and I shouldn't have to pay for them. Uh, no one seems to put their full catalog on anywhere because they're fucking assholes. I remember for a while Netflix had the whole uh, the whole James Bond catalog yeah. on there, but that was several years ago. And we and we are eventually going to do a James Bond episode. Oh, son of a bitch! Any uh, anybody who's sitting here listening for for our announcement, you know, that was supposed to have come six <laughs> weeks after, uh, <laughs> after, you know, when when we would have watched the the Connery movies. Uh, sorry, we have not done it yet. Yeah. It is coming because I love James Bond so much. That's I want to do it. It's just so overwhelming to think about how many movies there are to watch. Yeah. So it, it's so weird being having so much shit to do that like carving out two hours a week is hard. Is, yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. Right. So uh, I, I don't know. I mean, this is what happens now. It, and what I think about it doesn't really fucking matter. Uh, they're going to keep consolidating until, you know, there's like three companies that control all the media. I mean, we're just about there. Yeah. Like Disney should buy Sony. Well, I don't know if they've got the money to, especially right now, you know, after having spent so much on Fox, like they've probably got to recoup a bit of that before they can go acquiring things. But, um, you have at least a few good quarters. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, especially after COVID too, yeah. missing, losing out on billions of dollars. Yep. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, am I excited about it? I mean, part of me is like, okay, cool. I guess a lot of good content could be coming to Amazon Prime, which I have. Yeah. So I'll get to see it. But is it, do I think it's good for the overall entertainment industry for all this stuff to be consolidated under a few umbrellas? Probably not. Yeah. You know, I I find I care less and less these days. It's like yeah. the, 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 whole, the whole Hollywood system seems to, you know, just be controlled by bean counters anyway that, that like – any big studio, like it, it's, I don't know, it's, it's hard to look at it and be like, yeah, like that's in, you know, uh, inspired creativity anymore. You know, like it, it, I just don't see anything inspired coming from the studio system anymore. No. Well, and some of the stuff that has been fairly inspired is, is it's, it's almost always from smaller outfits or some of the streaming services when they started producing their own shit. Yeah. Uh, started, you know, doing some inter- new and interesting things that this, the studio, big studios probably wouldn't have done, but now I guess they own the big studios. Someone's going to buy Netflix one of these days. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll see. It's, I mean, Amazon could buy Netflix. They yeah, that would money. never go through. That, that would be too big of a, a monopoly that they wouldn't, it wouldn't get approved. Uh, maybe. I mean, it's just a, con- I mean, providing content. I mean, there's so many streaming services out there. It'd be, now it'd be hard to argue that there's only a couple of them. Yeah, but there's like, Three or four big bigs, you know, that's like Disney plus Amazon prime and Netflix in my opinion. Yeah. No, I mean, I think subscriber wise, I don't even know if Disney plus makes the cut. (laughs) I don't know, man. They're, they're fucking gnarly. Like they are, they are a powerhouse like HBO max. HBO max has such good content, but they, they botched their fucking drops so hard that, that they still don't have anywhere near the Disney plus numbers. Like I would, I would, I would say that if, if it, if it weren't for Amazon prime, you know, just like including prime video, 
I bet Disney Disney Plus would be number two. Disney Plus has like half as many subscribers as Netflix. Yeah, I'd buy that. I'd I'd buy that. That's where number two or three comes in. Yeah, but it's definitely Netflix, Amazon Prime, and then uh, apparently Tencent Video because China. <laughs> Fucking China. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of people in China. Yeah, there are a lot of subscribers. Um, so I, I guess you know, since we just talked about Netflix, Netflix announced they're doing a thing called Geeked Week. Okay. Uh, on June seventh through the eleventh, where they're going to be dropping um, trailers, uh, dates, you know, just uh, details about some of their, I guess, geekier content or fandom type content. Uh, what, what do they call it? Uh, nerd shit. Yeah, nerd shit. Uh, not, they used a phrase. What was it like? Uh, g- genre fiction or some shit like that. Okay. Yeah. But they're they're planning on dropping details on Masters of the Universe Revelation. Oh, um, cool! The, Umbr- the Umbrella Academy, The Witcher, The Sandman Show, the Cowboy Bebop live action movie, uh, Re- the Resident Evil. Se- I think it's a series they're doing. Um, that Sweet Tooth thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe Lord uh, of the Rings and a and and a show based on the Cuphead video game. Oh, okay. Which, sure, I guess. I, I never played I that game. I want to so bad. It looks so cool. Oh, the visuals in it are fucking awesome. Yeah. That fucking old cartoon style. And it's, uh, it's, it's fairly hard. So, yeah. So they're, they're kind of, uh, they're going to be, there's going to be a bunch of stuff announced between now and the next time we do this show. So I imagine some of that will end up in our show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's safe. There's a number of those properties that I'm definitely interested in. Like the, I liked the Witcher season one, uh, Sandman show could be cool. Yeah, they just announced the uh, the principal cast for that, and I don't have it in front of me. And there there weren't I, there was maybe like one name that I recognized even, either from from the the cast or the characters themselves. I'm not I'm not steeped in Sandman lore, but I'm curious I'll if they watch got it. Neil Gaiman involved in it all. If he's helping write some of it or whatnot. I mean, he like he helped uh, write uh, American Gods, American yeah, the American Gods adaption, and uh, the one with Terry Pratchett. Fucking brain farting here. Oh, Good Omens. Good Omens, yeah. And Good Omens was good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. So uh, I'm kind of hoping he's involved in that. But uh, Is that your new expression? It's good. I really enjoyed it. You got to mix things up every (laughs) once in a while. (laughs) Speaking of nothing at all that we were speaking of, um, something to to call back to the beginning of the show. Uh, I guess maybe I'll bookend my notes at least. Um, With uh, There is a Superman versus Lobo book in the works. Um, it's going to be DC Black Label, which is for mature audiences, awesome. 17 plus. Yeah. And it's um, coming from the writing team of uh, Tim Seeley and Sarah Beatty, who uh, are writers on one of my current favorite, or uh, let's say one of my recent favorite comic books, Money Shot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. And I, I can't say current favorites because, sorry, side note real quick. Money Shot just kicked off a new arc, and they'd been gone for a few months, and it came out this week, and it's got a different artist, and I don't really care for it. Oh, really? The art is, yeah, I don't, uh, it's it's hard for me to get inspired to read it, because, like, the art's not bad, it's just different, and I really liked the art previously, so. Hmm. Um, but but this book uh, will be illustrated by Mirka Andolfo, who is currently on a huge hot streak right now. So, you know, it should be fun. It'll be three issues long. I think it, uh, I think it debuts in June, June or July. 
I'm generally uh, interested in more Lobo all the time. Yeah. Like, I like Lobo. Oh, apparently it comes out in August. But yeah, you know, Superman and Lobo are are, are a fun pair because they're they're definitely like an odd couple because Superman's oh, yeah. the square and and Lobo is just the irreverent fuck. So I'm kind of hoping they're like going after the same villain, you know, like, you know, like there's a bounty on someone and like, you know, Lobo wants the bounty and uh, Superman's in his way. Yeah, apparently um, this. Uh, let's see. There's a character named Newman who is the most popular being in the universe, a god clogging all social channels. Sorry, this is coming from DCComics.com. And he does not take kindly to attention going to Superman and Lobo. Further complicating things is Dr. Flick, a scientist determined to study the last sons of Krypton and Zarnia, respectively. Uh, what can she glean from the hero whose home planet was destroyed when he was just a baby and the bad, bad boy who made it all go away just for the heck of it? So, we'll see. Fun. Yeah, I'll read it. I like Mirka Andolfo, and those writers are fun, and if it's going to be an irreverent adult take on Superman and Lobo, okay. Yeah, fuck yeah. We'll spring for three issues of that. Why not? Yeah, and it's going to be in the uh, in the oversized format, so I think they're going to land at like seven ninety nine rather than... Oh, of course they are. Yeah, motherfuckers. Fuck. That's the new prestige format. Um, yeah, I've only got one final note, too, and that is uh, it appears the Nintendo Switch Pro is imminent uh there'd been rumblings about it like it coming and existing and like theories that they were going to announce it at uh, the upcoming virtual e3 boo because uh I-, I guess they're still doing e3 why not <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, uh, you know you have the internet right yeah like, like, you, you, you guys could do this whenever you want you have your own thing yeah you, you don't need to do this anymore but uh, apparently the amazon mexico posted a listing for it for like a couple hours before they figured out what they did and pulled it. <laughs> it didn't have a price on it yet, but uh, it basically kind of conf- if it's hitting Amazon already, if they've already sent stuff out to Amazon um, and they pulled it right away, uh, it's probably they're probably going to announce its release at E3 and it'll be available almost immediately thereafter. That makes sense. It's speculated to have you know a bigger screen, possibly 4K. And, uh, you know, better processor and all that. So we can do 60 frames per second, which, uh, which would be kind of cool. Cause it is like, like we have a switch and a, and like an Xbox series S or not series S, but the Xbox one S. Okay. Yeah. And I've played rocket league on both of them and rocket league on the switch is a, it just graphically is, is a bit of a turd. Ah, the textures are all flat. It just looks cheap. It's like the old the old Wii versus Xbox 360. Yeah, it just doesn't look good. So it it would be good for them to to get something that that can throw Nintendo's weight around a little bit to to play kind of the next gen of shit that's out there. And, yeah, and compete. It's still not going to compete with the Series X or the PS5. It's its own kind of thing. Well, and kudos to Nintendo for sticking to their guns with that where like they're they're not looking to be graphic mm-hmm. innovators like leave that to the playstations and the xboxes like we're going to innovate gameplay and entertainment value other ways so good for them for for sticking to that and not getting swallowed they probably could take a few lessons here and there though yeah which the nintendo doesn't like to do <laughs> no <laughs> You know if you sign up for their online service you get like you know some free like retro nintendo games they're always games I've never heard of. Balloon Fight 6. Yeah, just like, like I've, I don't even know what these games are. You guys have such an amazing back catalog. 
why are you shoveling this shit down the pipe? Yeah. Like you, yeah, you don't have any, any skin in the game with cartridges right now. Like there, there's, you're not making any money at all off of your old properties, you know, like physical copies. Well, I mean, you could go buy them. Like they have the some available for sale. They're just the the ones that they give out with their subscription. Oh, oh, I see. So they may okay. still be making some money on them, but I mean, come on, guys. Well, so they do have a good library for purchase. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I I thought I thought you were saying they like choked the options all around, like even with purchase. No. Oh, okay. No, 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 they've got. Yeah, you can go buy some stuff, but I mean, I don't know, buying a what forty year old game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're getting there for eight bucks is yeah i don't know man especially when you when you look at like game pass and all the shit that it offers it's like hey this is what you guys are competing with kind of maybe they're not yeah maybe they don't think they are i don't know i mean maybe for like the bigger games go like five bucks but just just offer your old games at two bucks a pop yeah like that that's how much it costs on like your phone i bought a while back some some sonic the hedgehog games on my phone just just to play to have them but Oh shit! I need to I need to break out the uh, the Genesis Mini. I, I, I've had a hankering for playing Sonic Two. Oh, which actually leads me into my uh, recommendation. That was not planned. All right, Sonic um, Two. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, my recommendation for this week is a uh, is another YouTube channel that I found. Um, it is the the channel is called Strafe Fox. So S T R A F E F O X Strafe Fox. And they've got, uh, it's just a, it seems like it's a 16-bit only. In fact, I believe it is. I don't think it just seems like it is. Um, but they've got a lot of, like, making of videos, you know, whether it's Sonic or Castlevania Bloodlines and Super Castlevania and others. I know there's a Shinobi one on there. I haven't watched that one yet. But I watched a shit ton of videos, and I don't know why. I, I mean, I didn't take a note of of the uh, specific ones. Beyond there, there's one for like every Sonic game, and I watched all of those. Um, maybe you should, because you might gain an appreciation for Sonic. I don't know. I mean, I have a hard time sleeping some nights. So. <laughs> but that that uh, their their documentaries are produced very well, and they're they've got a lot of information. They've got a, a series that's just like how video games were made and then there's like graphics and set like it's a multi-part thing and i'm really looking to launch into that but i've been i've been using it a lot for like background noise when i'm working so but that one i want to actually pay attention to is it about like the production of the game and stuff like that yeah it's little documentaries on oh there's one with a secret of mana and um uh there's a uh legend of zelda one like yeah it's it is oh there's a super mario world of course and slash yoshi's island so yeah very good uh, channel and series, and their little mini documentaries are informative and fun. How long are they, generally? I want to say they're anywhere from, like, 25 to, like, maybe one got up to, like, 40 minutes. I'm oh, not sure. Yeah, but that's pretty long. Yeah, they're not, like, five-minute videos, you know. But I'd, I'd say 25 is probably a safer number. Yeah. 20 to 30, maybe. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, do it. Uh, my recommendation is also a YouTube channel, uh, and it's... It's not really geek related, <laughs> unless you're like a uh, Constitution geek. What the? Which, uh, there's probably fuck some are you of those about to there. recommend? <laughs> no, it's just a, like a weird rabbit hole. I watched one of these videos. The channel is called Audit the Audit, which sounds super interesting. I would imagine. You know? Yeah. Who, who doesn't like auditing? I watched one of these videos. I don't know. I don't know why I watched it, but like I've just found myself coming back to them over and over, and finding them super 
interesting. I'm not sure why. I'm not, I'm not sure what I find interesting about them. But it's it's a dude. I think he's a lawyer. I would have figured lawyer or accountant. He takes videos that people posted with uh, police interactions, like people interacting with the police. And a lot of them are like, I guess, constitutional auditors. I guess that's a thing. People that basically go out and uh, are are pricks, but not like mean pricks. They're just like, hey, it's my constitutional right to make your job harder, police officer. Yeah, you can't constitute, like, you can't rightfully tell me that I have to do this yeah, like, thing. You need to go there. Like, nope, I don't have to. Yeah. You know, and just like, you know, basically asserting their constitutional right. People that like, when they're like, hey, what's your name? It's like, um, I don't answer questions. Yeah. Is their response to the cops. And like, you don't have to. And, uh, and basically he goes through and like grades them. Like he grades the person, the person that's, you know, dealing with the police and he grades the police and like says, like, you know, explains what all the things are going on and who's right and what, who did what. And uh, I don't know why, but I've been just like drawn to it for like the last week and a half. I've oh, I'm interested. Like 20 of his videos. And uh, they're, they're most of them are like, they're pretty entertaining because they're, you know, sometimes people are getting like all heated and fucking upset. And other times people are just like super calm. Like, yeah, no, sorry. Nope. Nope. I don't answer questions. <laughs> just like messing <laughs> with the police and getting the police all riled up. And uh, I don't know, it's interesting. And I've learned a bunch about like what your rights are, I guess. But yeah, a lot of these people get arrested anyway. And it's like, you know, they're going, you know, they shouldn't have been arrested. Be like, great. They still got arrested. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Their night was still ruined. I don't think I want to do that. But yeah. If, if maybe if I was bored and just felt like being a prick to a cop. Yeah. But it, it was, I don't know. It has been bizarrely captivating. I don't, and I don't know why. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it. Like I'm going to set an alarm for myself for tonight to, to go off. So I remember, cause otherwise I'm going to forget. I know myself well enough. I'm going to forget. Um, but thank you folks for joining us today. If you want to let us know, uh, how you like any of our things, uh, if we suck or if we're good or if you, uh, whatever, uh, you can hit us up, uh, email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias at, uh, the Geeksploration, the Facebook, <laughs> oh, damn it. Geeksploration, the podcast Facebook page. Uh, we can find us on Instagram at Geeksploration Podcast or Twitter at Geeksplore Pod. Please give us a call. Leave a voicemail. Tell us we fucking suck or that we're great or just say hello or tell us what you ate for breakfast or lunch or dinner. Um, and you can do that at 916-ORC-TURD. That is 916-ORC-T-U-R-D, like the turd of an orc. Yeah, and if you enjoy the show, uh, you give us a rating, too. Uh, five stars, four stars. I think that's the only ones you can do. I don't think you can do anything I don't think you that. can even do four anymore. Yeah, it's just five now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Uh, we've got merch available at uh, shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. And Space Oddities is available at uh, comic on Comixology or Drive Through Comics. Fuck yeah, it is. That's right. Yeah, it officially yeah. dropped. And we are a member of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Go uh, go check all their stuff out at thegeeklygrind.com. Yeah, podcasts, articles, and more. And uh, our theme song is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. All right, see you later. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky, from video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more. Since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. 
If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere.